lots of things are better together. Hockey, food, golf, filling out mock drafts leading up to the actual draft in April, filling out March Madness brackets that are going to be dumpster fires within the first weekend of the tournament here. But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Whether you're hosting game day or movie night, DiGiorno knows that planning a wash party on a budget isn't easy. You need the perfect setting, the perfect squad, and the perfect eats. Luckily, you're a game time mastermind, and you know that grabbing DiGiorno Classic Crust Pizza can bring home a dub because it's packed with half a pound of cheese, sauce, and other toppings and comes at an incredible price. Make the game-winning call and grab a DiGiorno Classic Crust Pizza from the grocery store today. It's not delivery, it's DiGiorno. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You're listening to DraftKings Network. Welcome back to Gojo and Golik. I'm Jesse Cofield. Gojo and Golik is brought to you by Wrangler, made for the ride of life. Save 15% on your first Wrangler.com order with the promo code GOJO15. That's G-O-J-O-15. All right, guys, now we're going to do some NFL predictions. So I'm going to toss it over to you two, and you're just going to run through. You're going to give all your predictions for the upcoming season. Who is winning what? I want to hear it. Let's go. Yep, it's going to be a barn burner. Uh, we gave you teacher reviews in this show. We've talked tennis. But now <laughs> it's time for some freaking football. Uh, we got the Thursday nighter coming up tomorrow night, which we will spend a lot of time with, Dad. We'll be bogged down with that. We'll be bogged down for the actual previews towards the end of this week. And so we wanted to go get our picks on wax for every division in the NFL right now. We are going to pick all the divisions. We are going to pick the Super Bowl matchup at winner. And then we are going to do all of the NFL awards that I actually care about. Uh, Dad, are you ready for this? Do you feel good about this? Are you okay right now? I am ready because it's right before the season starts. So I can obviously change my picks at any point. So I'm good. God, you I just no no honor and integrity. I thought this was just bracket Wait a minute. For no, you. D- were you here 10 minutes ago when you were ripping the Duke professor and then all of a sudden did nothing but show him love and and respect and how great he is? I mean, you want to talk about the the king of hypocrisy. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Just pay the teachers. I've always said that. Oh, wow. I'm the Move big he, He's like I'm a big pay the teachers guy. What can I say? That's, you yeah, know what? Whatever. I'm sorry. I, Dan, I'm sorry. You don't want to pay the teachers or save the whales. I'm sorry. That's a you thing. This must be a generational difference where only you the millennials actually think about other people. You're, That's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to do division <laughs> predictions. I need you to stay on task here and stop distracting us with your nonsense. All right, Dad. Let's start this yeah. thing off in the toughest uh, conference in football here, and let's go on the AFC side first. 
Start off with the AFC West, Dad, nice and easy, because everyone already thinks that I am just the number one Chiefs supporter when really I just appreciate people being great at stuff. The AFC West, Kansas City Chiefs are going to win this thing yet again. Water is wet. I don't think there's really much to dispute here. Yeah, I, I I don't disagree at all. I mean, who's going to jump up and bite them? We're expecting the Chargers to be better, correct? I mean, we are expecting them to make that next move uh, up the ladder. So can they do it enough uh, to to surpass the Chiefs? The Chiefs what, were clear by four games uh, last year in the division. So, yeah, this is going to be the Chiefs probably pretty handily again. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe if Russell Wilson stopped kissing all the babies, according to Sean Payton oh, and that Seth wow. Wickersham piece, they can get back to it there. Wow. Sean, Sean Payton is going bad cop, tough love in this relationship with Russ. After years of him with Pete Carroll and nothing but relentless positivity but, and all that, it's a major culture shock. Isn't he kind of saying what a lot of people have been thinking, though, right, about, about Russ? I mean, Russ has had an incredible career, and Russ, you know, does a lot of good and such, but... Russ, you know, is is a bit of a baby kisser and a back slapper and a handshaker and likes to, to, to know how people think about him. And and Sean Payton's like, forget all that stuff, man. Just get out and play some ball like you used to. Man, the ultimate out of context quote is calling someone a baby kisser. Yeah, that's yeah, a sorry. that's a yeah. that's a new one right there. Um, but yeah, so we're we're all in agreement. Chiefs yes. win the AFC West. We will revisit them further in the proceedings here because spoiler alert: I think they're still going to do a lot of good football this year, provided they pay Chris Jones. That feels like mm. a big one. Uh, Dad, let's go to the AFC East. This one might be one of the hardest divisions. I would say this and the AFC North are going to be the two toughest to call in all of football this year. But I'm going to rock with the Buffalo Bills on this one. I still think. You've seen so much improvement from teams like the Jets. I think the Patriots are going to be better on offense. I think the Dolphins do have an incredible roster, but Buffalo's been king of the hill now since the Patriot Belich or since the Brady uh, Patriot years finished up. And while they ended up banged up at the end a lot of last year, and while Von Miller is not going to be on the field early, I think what this team is going to grow into over the course of a long season with the roster they do have, and now hopefully a fully healthy Josh Allen. Last year, so much of it marred by that arm injury, that elbow injury, that I think we quietly forgot about that as the play regressed in the season went along. I still think they win the division this year. I am going to go with the Miami Dolphins winning the division. And a lot of that certainly is on what the big one of the big questions is this year is Tua staying healthy because the way they were playing in the beginning of the year, he his name was in the MVP conversation. The offense has been high flying up, obviously, with Waddle and Tyree Kill. The defense is extremely good. And we're going to, as we've talked about, going to see a lot of good defenses in that division alone. But this is a is a excellent team on paper, and I know you don't play it on paper, but it is revolving around Tua's health. But if he does stay healthy, I think this team definitely has the talent to win what is going to be one of the tougher divisions in football. All right, very interesting. I, I mean, that is going to be one of the Thunderdome divisions, right? It's the way we talked about the AFC West a couple of years ago when Russ came over, and we thought that it was going to be the best division in football, and then the Chargers kept getting hurt and wouldn't throw the ball downfield, and then Russell Wilson did what he did. So it'll be interesting to see if the AFC East can live up to the top billing that it's gotten. Dad, let's head to the AFC South. This one feels a little bit easier to call. I'm going to go Jacksonville in a division that a lot of it is retooling right now. Young quarterbacks in the back half of this division. And then I guess Mike Vrabel always should scare me. MacGyver of the NFL cobbling together playoff rosters as they've turned over a lot of offensive talent. The identity of this team has started to shift a little bit. What do you think? 
Well, I, I'm going with Jacksonville as well. The arrow going up on this young team now growing together. But the, it is the Mike Vrabel effect. You know, what What will Tennessee bring you? Uh, throw out the other two teams. This is a two-team race without question. And probably only one team uh, going to make it into the postseason. Uh, but I do like Jacksonville. I like the trajectory they're going in a in a stacked AFC. They are putting themselves as a name to be reckoned with in the stacked AFC. So I do think they control this division. And I am going to go ahead and name my Fast Twitch Player of the Week coming up here, brought to you by Gatorade Fast Twitch, Dad. And I am going to say Calvin Ridley is going to be that guy. Everyone's been so excited for him coming off that year-long gambling suspension, now getting back on the field with a Jacksonville offense that – Towards the end of last year, and you saw the great piece written up the other day about Trevor Lawrence and about how Doug Peterson and company have really think they unlocked from the neck up the quarterback they all believed was there. The back half of that season, the way he started performing, especially after the bye, I think sky's the limit now that they're going to have a true number one receiving option in that room alongside Christian Kirksey and some of the other ones, Christian Kirk and some of the other guys there. So can I give you my fast switch player of the week? Absolutely. I am going to go with, and we haven't gotten to this division yet of this conference, but John Robinson, the running back for the Atlanta Falcons, I think he is going to come out of the gate so strong. He's going against the Carolina defense that is basically, you know, lower half defense coming off of last year. So I'm looking for this rookie to make a huge, huge splash in week one. There we go. Those are our Gatorade fast twitch players of the week going into week one of the NFL season as we get ready to get hot and bothered here. Dad, let's keep getting hot and bothered going down the line on these predictions here. AFC North, who you got? Uh, I'm going with, with Cincinnati. I mean, uh, th th this is a team that just has so much talent. And we saw Burrow with the calf. That's a soft tissue. I keep talking about those that they can be damning and they can linger. So let's see if Joe Burrow can go through that and be fine. But, I mean, another – I think two-team race with Cincinnati and Baltimore. I think I think Pittsburgh will be a little be better. Kenny Pickett, I think, is way more comfortable on that offense. Cleveland's a wild card to me. What are you getting out of Deshaun Watson? Defense should be really good. Weapons on offense, especially the running attack with Nick Chubb. But what's Deshaun Watson going to bring? It could be an incredibly competitive division, but I'm going to take Cincinnati to win, win, win that division. We have dealt with an offseason now where George Pickens' folklore has become part yeah. of the lead up to this season in a way that's made a ton of people uncomfortable, but he's just such a unique, compelling case in that offense in Pittsburgh that I think a lot of people expect to take a step forward, right? Kenny Pickett looked incredibly comfortable in the preseason. He was a guy that got better and better as the year went along, very used to the South side, but I'm also going to go with Cincinnati here, dad. This is a team that I think is going to be able to pull off what we saw Kansas city pull off a couple of years ago, where they remake their offensive line that were so long was completely inept in front of Joe Burrow. They get some young bodies in on that defensive, uh, defensive back end as they lose Jesse's, uh, 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 Jesse's got a forget his last name, Von Bell and company in the back end of that defense. I think they're able to make the transition. Jesse Bates. I think Jesse Bates. That's the one. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yep. voice of God. Um, so yeah, we're going to go there with the Cincinnati Bengals there. The only one I flirted with dad was the Baltimore Ravens just because yes, I really, yes. really yeah. think I, I know we're in the honeymoon phase. I know all that talk about, you know, Todd Munkin and Lamar Jackson and taking plays and being on the same page sounds like off season fodder, but I think that goes a long way along with the personnel moves that they've been able to make. I think they're going to be close and they would be the other one I'd be worried about inside this division. 
Um, that wraps up the AFC, which, you know, again, if you don't have a future Hall of Fame quarterback in your room, you probably <laughs> need not apply on that side of football. Let's get to the NFC and look at the NFC North here, Dad. Do you have the courage to pick the team that you talked about as one of the most interesting storylines going into the NFL season as the Green Bay Packers? Uh, I am not going to pick them, but they they are a wild card to me on what they're going to do. The Bears, I still think, are a year or so away, but I like the direction they're going, and I'm glad uh, Chicago didn't flirt with what so many people were saying to trade Justin Fields for a high pick. What what ridiculous thought that is. But I think they're on the, on the rise. Can't go Green Bay. Minnesota was clear of this division by four games last year, but they have a, a defense that's tough to trust. They pick up Addison, the wide receiver in the draft, to certainly go along, compliment Justin Jefferson. But I'm going with Detroit. I, I just love the trajectory of this team. I, I love how they're playing right now. They go with the first rounder of Gibbs. They got Campbell, the linebackers in the starting unit. You got Brian Branch at safety. Certainly is going to see some time there as well. So I like what they have done. So I'm going to, and I'm just, I'm a believer in Dan Campbell. And I just, I think people just love the guy. So I'm going to go with Detroit to win the division. I can't believe we didn't make Jameer Gibbs our fast twitch power player of the week here, considering all we've heard is he's going to revolutionize and change football throughout the course of mankind's upcoming history. People have really run wild with that Ben Johnson quote right now. I saw a couple of guys, Mitchell Schwartz, the former Chiefs offensive lineman, taking some shots there. But yeah, Dad, I, and I get nervous because I think there is something to what do the Lions do now that they're the hunted? Even last year, the great story at the end of the season is them winning in a game to keep somebody else yep. out of the postseason. When they're done, they're really good at the plucky underdog stuff. But now, can this defense that remade its back end with C.J. Gardner-Johnson and company there, can that front seven stop anybody, harass the passer more? Can Aiden Hutchinson continue to make the kind of career trajectory move that we saw at times last season to offset an offense that we all expect to be really good again. We expect to see that show up night one in the NFL season. Can they hold that off or will the Green Bay Packers defense step up? That to me is the biggest wild card in the division right now, Dad, is what you get out of an immensely talented, highly drafted, well-spent-on defense in Green Bay that completely crapped their pants last year relative to expectation and now walks into this year with a quarterback who's untested. You don't have a future Hall of Famer heir anymore to bail you out. The offensive skill has gotten better around them. That offensive line is quietly one of the best in the NFL. But defensively, what that unit looks like, I think is going to go a long, long way in how this division shakes out. I, I got to say, I, I called that game, Mike, last year, the last game, Green Bay and Detroit. And, and you call games, too. And one of the things we like to do is go down on the field and see players and coaches before the game. I have never in my life seen a teams or players not come on the field. I went down there to an empty field because they were all inside watching TV, watching the game before them, which was going to dictate how this game went. So there were no players, no coaches on the field, not even the specialists. It was unreal. And then you find out after that game, Green Bay just needs to win and they can be in and Detroit beats them in Green Bay. I mean, that was that was an incredible feather in the cap for Detroit. And man, we're just just laying down of Green Bay and how bad that was. All right, Dad, let's move along to the NFC East here, which is another one that gets very interesting because we've talked about Sam Howell now going in to try and do his thing. You mentioned him as one of the storylines to watch with that Washington football team. The Giants, who along with the Vikings last year, Really good in one-score games. People wondering if they're prime for regression. You get both Sam, uh, you get both uh, Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley back in that backfield. There, 
And then you got Philly and Dallas who feel like they're in a weight class all their own. So who are you picking in the East, Dad? Well, I mean, again, the East had all had three of the four teams in the playoffs last year, and I don't think it would be shocking if that were to happen again because, as we said, the NFC uh, overall is weaker than the AFC by depth. Oh, I'm still going with Philly. Philly has one of the most complete teams in all the NFL. And Dallas, we keep talking about every year. Now it's all on Dak, Dak or nothing. Or Mike McCarthy, my God, if he doesn't call the right play, fire him after week three. I mean, it gets ridiculous, uh, uh, the, the talk of, of the Cowboys every year. But that's, that's when you got the star in your helmet. That's what Jerry Jones wants. But they're going to be a talented team, as are the Giants as well. So I do think it is that three-team race there. But Philly has, has one of the best rosters in all of football. I, I, I pick Philly to win that division. Yeah, I'm going to go with Philly, too. New coordinators on both sides of the ball, new linebacking core largely there, and a lot of those young Georgia players that they've been drafting now all of a sudden going to be expected to shoulder more of the load defensively, but I'm with you. I, I just I have that mental block of trusting the Cowboys when it hits the fan, and this is supposed to be the year. You've got all these people. We'll talk to Aaron Schatz from the FTN Almanac, who does a great job using analytics and all this data to predict the season. And everyone is looking at Dallas saying this should be the team that finally makes a jump this year with what they've got before they've got to pay Micah Parsons. They paid up this offensive line. We know they got to contend with Dak's big number next year. So we're, we're going to wonder about that stuff with them. But Philly just seems like a more consistent bet at this juncture. But I think both of those going to be playoff teams and likely uh, the New York Giants too, Dad. Let's go to the NFC South. This one uh feels could like it could be kind of gross here i'm gonna go with the new orleans saints just because that defense and what they've done last year the schedule is one of the easiest in the nfl and Derek carr i know we always go back and forth on who we think he is as a quarterback i think he's consistent and i think that's exactly what they've needed post breeze in that room all right hold on this is me throwing a dart I hit New Orleans. I mean, I, th this division, I mean, the, the eight and nine last year for Tampa gets you in the playoffs. Uh, just a horrible, horrible division. Now Tampa doesn't have Brady anymore. Uh, Carolina and Atlanta are trying to rebuild back up. So the Saints get a veteran quarterback in car, still like their defense. I just think they're the best of the worst right in that division. I don't expect a lot of that division outside of one team making the playoffs and then an early exit, though we're surprised every year by, what, four or five teams that didn't make the playoffs that make the playoffs the next year. Um, but I, I'd be hard-pressed. So I do think it will be different this year. I don't think it'll be Tampa Bay. I do think it'll be New Orleans winning that division, and that will be the only representative in the playoffs in the NFC. Sort of like we've talked about with Deion Sanders, Colorado, and how there'll be fun. I am excited to watch the Falcons, man. Like, I hope Desmond Ritter can go yeah. out there and be the straw that stirs the drink. <laughs> Because, man, everything around that group on offense, I think they're the first team to start their homegrown first-round draft pick at tight end, wide receiver, and running back in the same season around Arthur Smith's offense. Going to be a ton of fun to watch. Dad, let's finish up with the NFC West. I'm going with the 49ers here. I think a lot of this division has certainly fallen off around them. The Rams beat up Cooper Cup's injury lingering into the season now. The Cardinals in full-blown tank mode. I, I think... The Seahawks have a chance to be really good again this year, yeah. but I think the 49ers roster is still in a different place. And maybe they won't have any quarterback volatility this year. Maybe, just maybe. Just maybe. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going with San Francisco here. Though we're banking a lot on Brock Purdy, aren't we? I mean, yeah. he played very well last year, and you're just kind of banking on the fact that he's going. And I get why you'd have him in there the way he played, and now you have Sam Darnold backing it up. But you're right about, man, all of a sudden Seattle. I mean, holy smokes, you know, with Metcalf and Lockett, 
And and it, it, it's it's with Kenneth Walker and what he was able to do and Smith and Jigba, the rookie coming in from Ohio State, they got some power on that offense if the offensive line can hold up. But I'm still going with San Francisco to win the division. Yeah, I, I think really that offensive line is kind of quietly the big story hitting on two rookie tackles last year and Abraham Lucas and Charles Cross goes a long way in resetting a foundation that had felt fractured there for a long time. All right, Dad, it's time to get to the postseason here. Who's your Super Bowl matchup? Who's your Super Bowl winner? I am going against the odds. If you lose the Super Bowl, a lot of times the next year you don't even make the playoffs. But I'm putting Philly back in the Super Bowl again in the NFC. I just think that roster is too good, too strong, too deep. They're playing too well that at the end of the day, that's going to come through and they will be in the Super Bowl playing the Cincinnati Bengals. I think the Cincinnati Bengals come out of the really deep, strong AFC, especially if they have to play Kansas City. They've had Kansas City's uh, number a bit in the past. So I think it's going to be Cincy at Philly. And I think Philly raises a Vince Lombardi, and they will be your Super Bowl champs this year. All right, there we go. Dad's going with the Eagles. I am going to go and uh, actually buy into some of the offseason talk here. I'm going to go the 49ers out of the NFC, a group that has loudly complained that if they had had anything but their fourth-string quarterback in the game, they probably would have won in the NFC championship and been going to the Super Bowl. And then the other side, I am going to bravely step out here and pick the Kansas City Chiefs to repeat. Uh, I think <laughs> it is their world, and we're going to continue to live in that for the time being. I think, like you said, Cincinnati, Buffalo, the AFC is going to be live dogs, but I'm going to trust the ones that have weathered this storm time and time again, no matter what changes on their roster have come up. We will get to our NFL award winners coming up next and new AT AP Top 25 in college football with some surprise entries next. It's the most wonderful time of the year. March Madness, getting ready to go in college basketball. And we got some of the best stars in the sport finally trying to close the deal. Zach Eady at Purdue trying to see if he can cap off an historic career with the championship, much like his counterpart on the women's side and Caitlin Clark, who's been one of the biggest names in sports this entire year and is looking to see if she can snag that elusive championship that's eluded her during her career. Regardless of who makes it to that final game of the tourney, though, one thing's for certain. It's going to take the most talented people like the two I just mentioned working together to help these teams play at a high level. If you're hiring, you want the most talented people on your team to help your business go to the next level. How do you find them? ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Gojo. ZipRecruiter uses matching technology to score excellent candidates for your job. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's powerful technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And once you review your list of the most qualified candidates for your job, you can easily invite your top choices to apply, so they're more likely to apply sooner. Pick ZipRecruiter to help you build a winning team. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Gojo. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash Gojo. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Welcome back to Gojo and Golik. I'm Jesse Cofield. If you were not watching our last segment, the guys made their official picks for who is going to the Super Bowl and who's going to win here. So, as you can see, we'll start with Gojo's picks. Uh, Chiefs, 49ers, Chiefs coming away victorious. Okay, interesting. Interesting little matchup there. And then we're going to move over to Golik. Uh, Bengals, Eagles with the Eagles getting the W. Our producer wanted me to say, like, real original Golik. 
Seriously, just well, threw well, our I mean, producer under the bus right now. Drew didn't yeah, ask for any of this, and he's got skid marks across his back. He did ask for this. To get on an international flight. He did ask she, for this. She, she really did kind of do it. Way. So, yeah. so because you did that, Jesse, why don't I bring this up going back in? We were talking about Notre Dame and BC as far as education. Notre wow. Dame's rank is 18. BC is 36. Okay? According right. to Notre the Princeton Dame, Review? Um, I don't know. I'm waiting to find out if that's a review. I, I got uh, I got uh, my wife uh, giving me this info. Where'd you find US this? World, on U.S. Notre Dame World blog? News. No, stop it. <laughs> U.S. World News and World Report, which is, of course, the only you know thing you go on. Honestly, that BC sounds... BC 18 or no, Notre Dame BC 18. 36, Notre Dame 18. All right. I mean, that is a, that's an official ranking, and I will acquiesce okay. to you. Okay. I'll take it. Twice as good as right. I'll yeah. take it. Twice as good. You're right. You're yeah. right. But, right. You, but your Super Bowl, Super Bowl picks are basic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they are. You can check out those and more in the Vegas Stats and Information's Great Betting Guide, where I'm sure my father has already changed picks that he gave us a couple of months Stop ago. It. That's showbiz, baby. I'm not begrudging you. I'm just saying okay. that's the reality when you ask me to make a pick in the middle of summer. I'm that's not exactly going to have right. any loyalty to that pick. I got a lot of time and information to take in, as is my God-given right. Uh, Dad, let's get the information in for our NFL awards here before okay. we go on and move on to some college football. We've got MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, and the Rookie Awards here. So let's start with MVP, Dad. Who takes it home this year? Uh, MVP, well, I have a, the, the quarterback of one of the teams in the Super Bowl. I'm going with Joe Burrow as my MVP. Oh, oh, wow. See that? You got your brains from me. That's who you're going to go as well. Yeah, Joe Burrow just has so many great weapons. And and we know it's a quarterback award. It might as well be the Heisman of the NFL. Blah, blah, blah. Give everything to the quarterbacks. You're giving them all the money already. Do I sound like a bitter person? Yes. Uh, but I'm not. I understand that the best position on the field. Joe Burrow will be your MVP. Yeah, I think it's probably built up time, right? Like part of this is also having enough narrative energy built up behind you. Joe Burrow's been sensational. He's done what we expect every quarterback drafted at the top of the draft to do and yep. lift a team from obscure obscurity before they're ready. I would hope that by the time we're having this conversation next week, Joe Burrow has put pen to paper on a long extension. So he's not oh. walking into this weekend unprotected. The Bengals, get it together. Mike Brown and company, figure it out. He's the guy, pay him or else you're going to ruin the day because he's probably going to hoist the MVP after this year. Uh, Dad, uh, let's go offensive player of the year and defensive player of the year. Who you got? All right, offensive player of the year last year was Justin Jefferson. I'm going to go with a wide receiver again, but I think it's going to be a guy who, if his quarterback is healthy for the year, and I think you know which way I'm leaning in Miami and Tua, I'm going with Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill was second in yardage to Justin Jefferson, not much behind him. And that's with Tua out of the lineup with the concussions. I know they have Waddle on the other side, but Waddle's another excellent receiver. But Tyreek Hill can just take over with the chunk plays. I mean, they were they were the best in the league at plus 50-yard gains. I mean, and what Tua's percentages was downfield. And it helps when you have a guy like Tariq Hill who can beat everybody. So I'm going to go offensive player of the year, Tariq Hill. Defensive player of the year, Micah Parsons, right? It's it's gonna it's gonna happen, you know. At some point, we know it's going to happen. The guy is just an absolute terror on the defensive side of the ball. Again, like you said, has collected enough receipts, you know. I believe to go ahead and and finally be that guy and get that nomination and get the win. So, uh, Tyreek Hill on offense, Micah Parsons on defense.
I've big brained myself into going a little bit off the beaten path on offensive player of the year. I'm going to go Garrett Wilson. I'll say he takes home offensive rookie of the year and player of the year in back-to-back years. He's got a quarterback now that can put the ball. And we've seen in limited shots that relationship already bearing a lot of fruit. I think he is going to be the unquestioned number one in an offense that's going to get a whole hell of a lot better and have a lot of press and have a lot of primetime games. All these things to me equal a good chance there. And I'll go Miles Garrett. Kind of the same reason. Rising hmm. tide lifts all ships. That yep. roster, if you know, we get the quarterback to play better is looked at as a Super Bowl roster around him. Miles Garrett's been the best edge rusher in football for a while now, and I think he's finally going to get the hardware to match that. He was my he was my second choice, and, and I, I had Garrett Wilson in mind as well. So great minds think alike, and because you're my son, that means you got your mind from me. You're going to say that twice now in the segment just to try and see if you can convince yourself, aren't you, as my mom sits trying. there knowing the truth. Um, all right, let's see how smart you are, big brain guy. Offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year. Offensive Rookie of the Year, I'm going uh, who the guy uh, that, that I talked about a little earlier, Bijan Robinson, running back for Atlanta. Now, listen, I know they have Kyle Pitts on offense. You're working in, you know, Desmond Ritter. Are you finding out, is he going to be your quarterback? So I think you're going to want to rely on Robinson running the ball. He'll catch the ball out of the backfield as well. He's going to get, you know, when you're looking at Rookie of the Year, you're obviously looking at who's going to get plenty of burn, you know, who's going to be out on the field. And Robinson is going to be out on the field a ton. Like last year, it was Garrett Wilson. If it wasn't him, it would have been Brees Hall, who had gotten a bit of ton of, uh, ton of play for the Jets until he hurt his knee. So I think Bajon Robinson is going to be your offensive Rookie of the Year. The defensive side of the ball, Mike, I had it down between Houston and Will Anderson, the edge rusher, and New England and Christian Gonzalez. A cornerback. And I, I love the defense for New England. You always do under Belichick and how well they play. You look at that division, there's going to be some passing going on that division. So opportunity for Christian Gonzalez to make some plays. So I'm going to go back-to-back years defensive of rookie of the year at the cornerback position. Sauce Gardner last year for the Jets. And I'm going to end up going Christian Gonzalez this year for the Patriots. Well, you know what? This is good because I purposely kept my picks out of our Google Docs so you wouldn't steal them, and we still wound up with the same guys here. I think really, it's easy. yeah, I think it's easy to look at the quarter. A rookie quarterback class seems to always have a leg up when you've got guys that are going to touch the ball every play, the way Bryce Young and Anthony Richardson and C.J. Stroud all are during the season, but. I expect there to be some struggles. We've seen their teams either struggle to protect them or struggle to have guys get open for them over the course of this year. And while there's maybe a little bit of Tyler Algier fear just because of how well that uh, Falcons backfield did last year, I think it's going to be Bijan. I think it's going to be Gonzalez on offense. You mentioned right player, right scheme, right division to have plenty of opportunities to show up early and often this year. So, Yeah, I think one of the reasons I didn't go Anderson is the Texans are going to have a tough year. They're going to be behind, and the other team's going to be running the ball and not throwing as much. So he won't have that chance, I think, to build up some incredible stats, you know, like like we've seen in the past with other rookie edge rushers. Yeah, and I just think it's a little bit tougher when you're the guy that they're now going to most have to prepare for on that defense, too. I mean, I know he's used to seeing plenty of attention. He got it at Alabama, but – I, I just different think, attention. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it's how you say it's the it's the highly paid professional type of attention. So, uh, which sounds really weird when you say that out loud out of context too. Um, <laughs> catching myself a lot today, um, but yeah, all right. So those are our awards again: uh, offensive uh, rookie of the year, Bijan Robinson; defensive rookie of the year, Christian Gonzalez; 
Offensive player of the year, I have Garrett Wilson. Dad has Tyreek Hill. Dad has Micah Parsons as the defensive player of the year. I went Miles Garrett. And we both made the very brave, very bold proclamation <laughs> that Joe Burrow is going to be very, very good at football this upcoming year. Uh, God gave his toughest battles to us, his strongest soldiers on that one, at Gojo and Golik on Twitter. Let us know what you think. Sound off in the YouTube comments there as well as we are getting up close, finally, mercifully, to opening night where we'll get to answer all these questions. If you didn't pick Burrow and say Mahomes is off the table, where would you go? With MVP, probably would have next, probably next gone Josh Allen. Yeah, I mean, I, Josh Allen's the other one where you look at someone who's been knocking on the door for a while and is going to have plenty of opportunities because he's also their best running back. The other one I thought of might be Justin Herbert if they have that breakout year. Yeah, and he's got those receivers now. I mean, that that he could really put up some incredible stats, and if they had that year to get into the playoffs, that he might be that guy to get it too. I mean, hell, you know people are going to be itching to give it to Aaron Rodgers if anything goes right yeah, in New York yeah. based off this offseason and the PR piece that was hard knocks for them goes off and does its job there too. So we'll be very, very interested to see how this one goes. Coming up next, though, it's time yeah. for seven hours of commercial-free internet television with Scott Hansen next on Kojo and Gold. <laughs> Whether you're hosting game day or movie night, DiGiorno knows that planning a watch party on a budget isn't easy. You need the perfect setting, the perfect squad, and the perfect eats. Luckily, you're a game time mastermind, and you know that grabbing DiGiorno Classic Crust Pizza can bring home a dub because it's packed with half a pound of cheese, sauce, and other toppings, and comes at an incredible price. Make the game-winning call and grab a DiGiorno Classic Crust Pizza from the grocery store today. It's not delivery, it's DiGiorno. All right, this is the surest sign that football season <laughs> is right around the corner. The man who is the image, the voice, however you want it, for NFL Sundays for people all across this country, the host of the Red Zone channel, Scott Hansen, joining us now here. Scott, how are you feeling, man? We talk about game week for these players all the time. you got to be chomping at the bit right now. I've probably sent 20 text messages in the last 24 hours to friends, family, loved ones, fellow football fans just saying, we're back. It's finally game week. And, and it's let me just say, it's great to be with the first family of big boy football on this show. <laughs> uh, we, we appreciate that. I just, Hell yeah, brother. I, I wonder, how does it make you feel when you stop and think about it is people really do equate football being back with seeing you and knowing you just, and I know I do. I, before I got to call a game Sunday night, I'm sitting in my chair going, Yes. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. I'll be, I mean, in the off season, I'll be in a deli or something and I'll go, I'll take a turkey on wheat, no onion, no tomato. And the guy next to me will be like this, like looking over. And there is like, <laughs> I mean, there's like a Pavlovian response <laughs> to me calling out something or, or, you know, pointing out something in public. And, and uh, I was at a grocery store one time uh, putting the cart back, right? I'm one of those guys. I'm a good guy. Put the cart back. Good guy from like two or three parking spots over right in the parking lot goes, give it to me, give it to me. And I look oh. at him and I'm like, ha! seven hours of commercial free football start now. And he goes, yes, he didn't even say hi or anything. He got back into his car and went. So look, I am very, very blessed that 
my skill set and the demands of NFL Red Zone and the popularity of the show have, have all married together. And uh, I can promise you I'm going to bring everything I got for 18 straight Sundays. What is the line that gets parroted you most in public? Because you've got that, you've got the Octobox, you've got the witching hour, which is taken oh. off. Is it seven hours of commercial free football? There's the one that gets belched at you the most like that? Yeah, I suppose that's the one that 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 people, because it has so much oomph behind it. But then the witching hour has taken on a life of its own. You know, like there are people that will message each other, that will stop each other, like a, like a casual football fan and a serious football fan. The serious fan tells the casual fan, it's the witching hour. If you're not watching all seven hours, you need to watch this 60 minutes. And then Octobox, because I, I came up with that because if it, an individual game, Sunday Night Football, Monday Night Football, they always take the blimp shot right over the stadium to make it feel big. Well, we're dealing with seven, eight, nine games in the early window. I'm like, what can we do to make it feel big? We need a blimp shot. And I said, why don't we take all eight games put them into an octo box and just show that to show we've got eyes everywhere. People you have stopped at the right place. So the octo box is great. There's a guy in Iowa who has named his dog octo box. So it, all the catchphrases have caught on, which as we all know, in broadcasting is, is uh, very beneficial for the, uh, for the relationship between the audience and the host or the team that produces it. Listen, you've made it the place to stop. There's no doubt about it. And how about, Prep. So football players train to get ready for a season. Guys like me and Mike, we go out and call. He does college. I do NFL. We try not to get too fat before the season starts because traveling every week doesn't help that situation. For sure. How do how do you prepare for your season of what you do? Yeah, it's like you guys. My whole week is building towards Sunday, just like the players are. And obviously, they're putting their bodies on the line. But I, I do something every single day to make sure that uh, – the cliche I use is, is make sure my tool belt is sharp because I'll have 12 games on average, eight and four, let's say early, late window. And I don't know which one or three or five is going to give the jaw dropping moment, the controversial coaching decision, the rookie that, that breaks out in a game. But I, I guarantee you one, three or five of them will have that moment. And so I want to be sharp with all of them. It's remarkable. We always joke calling games. You prepare the most and often get to use the least because you've got to have so much ready. And so I'm sure for you, it's 32 times that now because you've got all that prepared for all these teams. And so it it really is such a strange work dynamic with that. I'm curious, though, because that's you prepping for your job. When you get to watch college football on a weekend or when you've got the time before the season starts and you get going, how does Scott Hansen watch football when he's off the clock? (laughs) <laughs> okay, uh, I don't know what percentage of your audience sees the camera or just hears the audio of this, but if I may, I'm at my my place in Los Angeles. Oh, I'm yeah. Tilt the, sc- tilt the screen. There's my media oh. wall over oh, there. Oh, hell yeah. That's, wow. Yeah, that's my regular. Now, it's middle of the day here. I've got NFL Network on, ESPN, a couple of news networks, and then a Lord of the Rings movie on as well, but... I have five things going on simultaneously at my house almost 24 hours a day. I, I, I am used to that multiple sources of stimulus coming at me. And let me just tell you, fellas, I'm sure you each got your own beautiful setups and many of your audience does too. On Saturday, which is my main prep day for Sunday, I'm humming with the best five college games in each window uh, starting at 9 a.m. Pacific all the way through the night. So, yeah, that's – 
I watch football differently than anyone else. When, when I get home from red zone, Sunday night football goes on the center screen and then I'll put the highlight shows, the NFL network highlight show, the ESPN highlight show. And I go through a mental checklist. Did we show that live? Did we show that live? Did we show that five seconds after it happened? And hopefully our, uh, to mix a sports metaphor, our free throw percentage is in the high 90s of saying, yes, we, we covered everything. I'm I, not sure you have time for this, but do you play fantasy football? Oh, yeah. And well, do uh, you remember the movie The Firm? The Firm oh, yeah. with uh, Tom Cruise? Yep. Uh, there was a, a point where they're trying to decide if they want to join the law firm and everyone's being super nice and whatnot. And Tom Cruise's wife in the movie goes, uh, She's talking to one of the other women who's a wife of a lawyer. And she says, the firm encourages children. And, and she looks back and she goes, how do they do that exactly? When I get asked <laughs> about fantasy football, I'm like, the firm encourages children. Meaning the, <laughs> like, the NFL wants me playing fantasy. They want me thinking in that way because it's, it's, it's good for the bottom line. And, uh, and I love it. I do not, believe it or not, I do not have a favorite NFL team. I grew up in the Detroit area. The Lions were my team growing up, but I haven't lived there in years. And, and working for the league, they look at if they win the Super Bowl, I'll be thrilled for all my high school friends that still live and die by the Lions. But they're one of thirty-two teams to me. So my favorite team is the Iron Bladders, my fantasy football <laughs> team, <laughs> and of course dovetails. With undoubtedly your next question about the bathroom. No, I'm just kidding. But everyone knows yeah. that by now that I don't take yeah, a break yeah. for seven hours. Yeah. yeah. No, listen, Scott Scott Hansen, a well a, a well-known bathroom warrior during his Sunday <laughs> romps through seven hours of commercial free football there. I do appreciate that you were essentially the Rob Lowe NFL hat meme when it comes to fandom too, looking out into all this. So Scott, before we let you go, because you watch so much football, because you're not a fan of one particular team, and you're going to mainline this all starting this Sunday here, what is, in Scott Hansen's world, the number one thing you are most looking forward to about this upcoming NFL season? I mean, there's so many questions, right? Can the Chiefs be the first team to repeat in almost two decades? Can the Eagles defy recent history, make it back to the Super Bowl, and maybe win the Super Bowl? But, I mean, come on. Aaron Rodgers going to the New York Jets, opening up on Monday night football against the Bills. I, I, I think whatever happens with the Jets and Aaron Rodgers this year is probably going to be a dominant storyline, if not the dominant storyline. And I don't think anybody has a real good sense of exactly how it's going to go. So can't wait to see it. Can't wait to watch it. Cannot wait to see that clock tick down to zero oh, and hear Scott Hansen God. usher us in to the best football. Scott, I know, I know they, they asked you to do it, but on the way out here, can you just give it to us one time so our listeners can feel that little bit of the goodness? Oh, absolutely. For, for junior and senior, this is Scott Hansen from NFL Red Zone saying, we'll see you on Sundays for the Octobox and the Witching Hour. When wins become losses and losses become wins, all wrapped up in seven hours of commercial free football needs a little uh, work but i'll be there by sunday oh it's, uh, it feels so awesome. good scott you're the best thanks, thanks so much scott. man have a great season we'll talk awesome to you soon to see you, guys. See you on the road
The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn five bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. That means as we lurch towards March Madness, you can try and figure out who's gonna win this whole thing. On the men's side, teams like UConn, Houston, and Purdue. On the women's side, South Carolina, Stanford, the Lady Irish and Notre Dame, or maybe Caitlin Clark's Iowa Hawkeyes finally get over the hump. Make the decision for yourself and head over and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code GOJO when you do. New customers can bet five bucks and get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code GOJO, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY, that's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back to Gojo and Golik. Don't forget, we have a special show coming your way tomorrow. Live from 4 to 7 p.m. Eastern time from Kansas City, fueled by Campbell's Chunky. Make sure you tune in for that. It's going to be amazing right before the game. Lots of special guests. Gojo and Golik will be there. You do not want to miss it. Now, fellas, we do what we do. It's time to wrap up the show with this, that, and the third. Yes. Three quick stories to finish off your day nice and chunky. Uh, as always, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, review. Leave us that five-star rating. Check us out Monday through Friday, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern on DraftKings YouTube, on DraftKingsNetwork.com, and Samsung TV Plus there. Um, and, but let's get to three quick stories to send you off on into the day, guys. And this has been an interesting situation to monitor in Cincinnati. And one bar decided to step up to the plate here. A Cincinnati bar has decided to offer a discount shot to anyone upset over the rumored engagement of star quarterback Joe Burrow. Now, the Filson's uh, Queen City Kitchen and Bar located uh, uh, in uh, Freedom Way in the Banks is offering a nine-cent shot to sad people who might think that Joe Burrow is now no longer available because, of course, they all had a chance in their mind there. Jesse, you were the one that brought up you actually didn't yeah. like the makeup of the shot here. What's the order on the shot, actually? Okay, chocolate sauce, Bailey's yeah. Irish cream, and whipped yeah. cream. What is wrong with any of those ingredients? It's, yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying, like, if you have too many of those, you're going to go into, like, sugar shock. Well, isn't it a situation where, and I won't just say women, anybody who's sad, don't they like pile into the ice cream and, you know, yeah. you're kind of sad eat? So, reach for so this is, I think this that's is the idea. Drink. It's comfort yeah, food in a shot. Yes, and it's only, it's an, the nine cent sad girl shot they're calling it. I mean, limited to this one guy, per sad girl. Oh, well, okay. that's I was it. Say, oh. I, could, I could make an entire meal on a sad boy shots then. Yeah. That would have been incredible. Oh, only one. Limited that's to a tough one call. shot per sad girl and will be valid until the rumor is confirmed. Oh, interesting. Man, honestly, so get there Joe and drink Burrow, now. Yes. If Joe Burrow was a man of the people, though, and he <sighs> saw that, 
Yeah. Joe would make sure that this rumor is not go confirmed for the entire Absolutely season. right. Absolutely right. He'd hold that off, and his, hopefully his fiance would understand that. Listen, I'm sure they'll have a great announcement, a great wedding, and and life is great. But, uh, oh, boy, nine-cent sad girl shots, though I will say, chocolate syrup, Baileys, and whipped cream sounds like one hell of a shot for just nine cents. It just sounds I- like dessert. Yes, it it's exactly what yes. it sounds like, which is exactly yes. why I love it. And by the way, that bar needs to do everybody a favor because we see way too much of this in modern society here. Don't put the calorie count anywhere. No yeah. one needs to know no. how many calories no. are in that shot right, right now. It's Just lot. the same yeah. way that when I walk into the movie theater, I don't need to know the calorie count on pretzel yeah. bites or nachos or when pizza did that or happen? Anything. I mean, were, were restaurants forced into this? Yes. I mean, when did I, I, they uh, were I think forced. so. It's like, a yeah, they, I think if you have a certain num- certain states if you have a certain number of like locations like a chipotle or a mcdonald's or something like that in certain states you are now legally required to put the calorie count uh, the movie theater is not a restaurant though that's i mean yeah. that's let's call it what it is that's right, right. We don't tell us Agreed. don't tell us Agreed. we don't want to know we don't want to know we don't you're right we don't want to know let us be sad in here peace. to do bad by my grown self while I'm out there being sad. So Cincinnati, head on to the Filson Queen City Kitchen and Bar and go get your one delicious dessert shot there. A lot better situation than uh, that, which we'll get to coming up here. Uh, Guys, did you see the situation out at Burning Man? This uh, got wildly out of hand. So the yearly festival out in Nevada's Black Rock Desert took a turn this year because of high volumes of rain flowing in here that ended up causing flooding around the event and had to delay the exodus and a lot of the events. They moved a lot of the proceedings from Sunday to Monday because of the heavy rain and had to hold traffic. And now they're talking about eight-hour delays getting out of the desert. We've seen all these wild pictures of cars stopped up there. And so I wanted to ask you guys this. First off, I don't know. Jesse, are you a festival-going kind of person? Has that ever been in your bag? I know Dad's not. It sounds no. to me like um, I would rather stick a fork in my eye than go to any of yeah, these festivals. Yeah. yeah, agreed, agreed. No, not a festival <clears throat> gal. No. All right, so not a festival gal here. So I want to ask you guys this, because obviously we've seen this year at Burning Man hasn't looked like a very good time. Saw Diplo and Chris Rock getting a ride from patrons, leaving the thing, yeah. trying to walk yeah. out of there. You've had all this go on. It's looked miserable at a place that's supposed to be about this communal experience and the camping and all right. that stuff. But again, none of us are really big festival people, so I want to ask you guys this. Would you rather sign up to go to this year's Burning Man knowing exactly what happened, knowing exactly how this is all going to go down. So you know there's going to be rain there, but you know you're ultimately, for the most part, going to get out safe. We know that, unfortunately and sadly, there was a death reported. I haven't heard the circumstances around it. <clears throat> Obviously, that is sad. But if, 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 we, if we put that off to the side and say, you're going to be stuck in massive, terrible traffic, you're going to have to deal with all the rain and mud here, but you're ultimately going to get out, you're ultimately going to get a lot of the show that you showed up for, or you have to sign up for a ticket to Firefest round two. Billy McFarlane's out of jail, he's committed to doing it, and you know it's a roll of the dice, you don't know what you're going to get on the other side. Will they actually pull it off this side? Will Ja Rule be there? Or will it be another actual Firefest? Which would you guys pick? Well, this blows my mind. Billy McFarlane was in jail for the last five years because of the first Firefest. Right. Of which he got six years in prison and a twenty six million dollar settlement. If it were if I heard a different person was trying to set up the next one, I may think about it. It's the same person who just bilked everybody trying to do it again, where you're making it sound like it's going to be in this incredible resort place where anybody who went last time, there were like FEMA emergency housing and cheese sandwiches. You know, that was it. So the only thing I'll say 
is if you buy a ticket for that and it, it's screwed up like that and you never go, nothing really lost except a few hundred bucks. And you don't have to deal with it. You, know, you got you to get there, though. Like, you're going. You're going there. And you find out so, when you get there if you're going to get a festival or if you're going to get that weird <clears throat> cheese sandwich. So if I'm going to go and find out there's no festival, can get the hell out, I'll probably take that over going to Burning Man, being in ankle-deep mud, having to wait eight hours to get out of there and have this communal experience of which I'm not for. Everybody says it sounds cool. Everybody shares this, shares that, and all that. And I hope they all have a wonderful time doing it. Jesse, that ain't me. I, I, I am not into that. So I'll take the flight to the Bahamas, find out I got screwed, and fly back. Yeah, I feel like this is a no-brainer for me. Definitely going to Firefest 2 because it's Billy McFarland. Because Billy McFarland went to prison for what he did the first time, he knows there's eagle eyes on him. This is going to be by the book. You're going to get exactly what you pay for. I'm going to Firefest too. And, I mean, there's not many things that would make me choose Burning Man over truly anything else. Burning Man sounds like the most insufferable group of people you've ever met in your life. You know what doesn't sound insufferable? Protecting your eyes from the sun with our friends at Knock Around Sunglasses here. <laughs> Guys, no matter what festival you go to, make sure you get the best high-quality polarized shades that aren't going to break your bank, that aren't going to break your wallet here. They've got the first nine teams of their MLB collection out there right now. The Yankees, the Sox, the Astros, the Mariners, all the good stuff there. It's all high quality there and not going to stress you financially. You don't have to baby them, so don't be the person staring into the high the sun with your high-priced sunglasses that you're trying to get mud out of because you had to traipse through it to get out of Burning Man here. Make sure you get the best. Just starting at $28, go to knockaround.com and use promo code GOJO there to get free shipping on your order. Guys, let's finish up briefly with the third and salute major football guy, offensive coordinator for the Miami Dolphins, Daryl Bevel, excuse me, QB coach for the Dolphins, yeah. Daryl Bevel, who suffered a detached retina during training camp. And then after surgery, was told he had to lay down for 90% of seven straight days. There's a picture of him watching film off the edge of his bed face down that Mike McDaniel sent as an inspirational message to the team. Dad, this is peak football brain at its core. This guy coming off surgery, an inspiration of players to go put their body on the line like maniacs. All I have to say is the amount of Netflix and uh, Paramount Plus and Showtime would have been unbelievable what I would have been watching. Yeah. That, no, that's a fair point. You probably shouldn't point. be looking at anything with your detached retina, but here we are. Yeah, or sleep. Yeah, true. Well, hopefully Daryl Bevel also has his knockarounds ready to go to protect Boom. his eyes from the harsh yeah. glare of that yeah. screen. We hope you have your downloads, subscribes, <laughs> rates, and reviews ready to go. Don't do us like that teacher from Duke. Make sure you leave us good ratings there and let us know how much you enjoyed the show today. Pay the teachers. Pay the players. Pay us. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for watching. <laughs>
Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.